So Hamish Knox is someone that I actually was a guest on his podcast, and we just hit it off. And uh, he's this brilliant entrepreneur and business owner in uh, Calgary, Canada, and we just like each other. We, we vibe with each other's energy so much so that I was like, man, I really want to have you on the podcast. He has a really fascinating story that he shares about his journey to finding what he's doing now with his business. And he's a sales trainer. So we talk about sales training, the good, the bad, the ugly of what that looks like. He's someone that I see as a person and not a sales trainer. And I'll tell you, I don't always feel that way with sales trainers. So uh, I really appreciate our conversation. I really love what he has to bring to the table. Let's get into it. So when did you start Full Funnel Podcast, like Full Funnel Freedom? When did you start it? Why did you start it? Like, give me the give me the lowdown on the podcast, man. Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be two years ago, uh, October second this year. So first Monday of October, two well years ago. Um, thank you. I uh, just recorded episode one hundred, um, uh, which I'm really pumped about. It'll be out in July. Um, so full funnel freedom was something that I created in August of 2018. It was a little. 250 vertical on my LinkedIn profile. It got a ton of engagement. And so my uh, my colleague, Nisha, who runs marketing for me, she's like, hey, maybe we turn this into a video series, like for the next year when we're doing our annual planning. So 2019, we started Full Funnel Freedom Fridays, uh, which was once a month, third Friday of the month. And she's always suggested like, you, you got to do a podcast. You got to do a podcast. You got a great voice. You got great energy. She didn't say you have a face for radio, but I just put that <laughs> in there as well. And, uh, and, and so, but just building my business and building my team, I'm like a podcast takes dedication. It takes focus. That's right. right now I'm focused on supporting my clients, supporting the team, getting to a point where I'm like, I can now put that over there because I've got people running it and yeah. I can focus on podcast. So I got to that point. And uh, my vision originally was to uh, be a pure interview show, uh, celebrate sales leaders, support the audience of sales leaders. And then uh, the the woman who I hired to help me launch, her name's Anna Parker Naples. She's out of the UK. She runs a company called Influential Audio. She said, I get that, but you're, you're, you're not Joe Rogan. You're not, uh, you know, Guy Raz, like no one knows who the hell Hamish Knox is. So why are they going to listen to an interview show with some guy they've never heard of? Right. You got to build credibility first. So go solo for the first like 10 to 20 episodes and then start bringing on guests. So, uh, I did that when I launched the first three months episodes were all me. So October, 2021 through December, 2021. And then first week of January, I had my very first guest. Wow. Wow. Dude. So interesting. I don't know if you heard this, but um, only 1% of podcasts ever make it past episode 20. I did not know that. Yeah. So you're you're already in the top 1% of podcasters just by sticking around. Cool. Kind of amazing. But I, to your point, it takes focus. It takes Mm -hmm. discipline, takes dedication. Mm -hmm. Like there's, Mm -hmm. And a um, hundred episodes is not a, a small thing, man. Like that's real. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're yeah we. Pro- I think we have. I think we're at a hundred and five in the can. So that's amazing. Uh, and based on what what I've got booked right now, 
Um, I literally could be a guest every single week uh, through the end of December. I wouldn't have to do another solo pod, uh, which is great because now I'm realizing the vision that I had, which was yep. I want to bring on people and celebrate them and their success and and uh, and <laughs> yeah. support the audience. What do you like? Why do you? Why is that interesting to you, Hamish? Because like that's interesting to me too. But what is hmm. it about that that you find interesting? And by the way, I apologize, but they're jets that are doing passes out here at the lake it's like one of their things that's amazing i'm living vicariously through you right now because i'm (laughs) definitely not in that sort of environment so i'm very much appreciating the the nature background cool man cool (laughs) (laughs) so uh so a couple of things so number uh uh strengths finder uh you you might know strengths finder um yeah so my top two i can't remember the order but they're information and learning so okay. I just love learning. I love gathering information. Uh, I've been, I was a journalist from the time I was 16. So I'm just genuinely curious. I just genuinely love to learn about people and, and their stories and, and things like that. And, and so that's on, on the side of like the guest. And, and then on the other side, uh, my daily question is who did I support today? And uh, whether that was a barista at Starbucks because I treated him like a human being or whether that was, uh, you know, one of my daughters or my wife or a client or whatever. Um, And so my belief is that bringing a guest on someone who for some of my guests, it's the first time they've ever been on a podcast. Uh, It's the first time they've ever been really interviewed. So it's the first time they've ever got to share their story and talk about all the awesome things and success they've created through others. Yeah. And then on the other side, the audience of sales leaders who are ambitious and driven and have a vision for their future bigger than their present, they can be supported by those stories. So I get great people on and they're like, oh yeah, there's this and oh yeah, there's that. And someone who's listening is like, never thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's interesting, man. That's super, super interesting. That that's your your question is who did I support today? Mm-hmm. Is that obviously supporting someone is important to you? I wonder if it's is mm-hmm. it important to you because you're looking for that too, like for other people to support you. So I am actually horrible at asking for help. I grew up in a, <laughs> on a hobby farm in a village of 500 people. So I have the like, do it yourself, bootstraps, like like I have all that. But of course, in a farming community, we all do pull together, but sure. we typically don't ask for it, right? There's certain like events or times of year, you know, it's calving season or whatever, where you right. all, all pull together. But uh, actually, uh, someone reminded me of the story. It's it's buried deep in there. And, and, uh, and I, I want to thank Nina Segura for actually helping me pull this story Ooh. out is um i was uh i was back from college so i was uh my my i was doing a, a professional writing diploma technical writing mostly and i was doing a, an internship with a, a software development company in the the town next to where i grew up and uh 3000 people instead of 500 people and my father uh who uh, <laughs> a booming was a metropolis booming metropolis of, of 3000 people um, and my father, who was a public health inspector, he and I are having lunch um, at this little cafe. And the uh, owner comes out and she says, hey, to my dad, she's like, hey, how's it going? Da, 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 da. And she says, oh, I need to come see you. And my dad says, why? And she says, because I need to get a liquor license because in that town, my dad also did all the licensing. Okay. And so he said, OK, where are you going to serve the liquor? And she looked at him, she's like, the hell do you mean? Where am I going to serve the liquor? And he said, 
because the laws in our our province or our state are a little bit backwards if you only get a liquor license you can only serve booze within four enclosed walls if you want to serve it on the patio you need to get a european liquor license and the owner looks at me so she turns from my dad she looks at me and she says he doesn't have to do that he could have cost me hours of my time and hundreds of dollars because yeah. he was checking a box, but instead he actually made the time to help me move my business forward when he doesn't actually have to do that. Oh. And and when I was my my friend Nina, she actually pulled that story out of me. It's like that's probably the origin story. It was wow. like I support because I don't have to. Wow. Wow, man. That's awesome. Thank you. I love it. Thank you. So that, isn't it funny like how those things work out in life though? Because it was just like, it was just uh, such a totally standard, innocuous conversation. Yep. (laughs) That kind of changed the trajectory of of what you're doing. And yeah, that's, that's so cool to me, man. Like what a great. Yeah. Thank you. What a great story. So, so now you're doing uh, sailor training, right? Am I wrong? All right. Wrong. Oh, I just got you back. I said uh, now you're doing sailor training, right? Yeah. So I'm uh, part of the sailor network. I, my 12th anniversary was May 11th of 2023. Hey, congrats, man! Yeah. Um, Thank you. I. Uh, what? What made you go? You know what I want to do. <laughs> I want to support salespeople because that's mm-hmm. um, it's probably not the least respected job uh, career path in the world, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not the most respected. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, totally. And I'm a sales guy. And so like, I, I love, yeah. and, and I've, I've done Sandler stuff and I get it. So, but, yeah. but why do that path? Why do Sandler tell me everything? Totally. Totally. So I've been in sales since I was 19. Um, and and I often will say when I'm doing like a speaking engagement, you know, no one says to their child, I want you to be a salesperson when you grow up. Right. And, and like I have two daughters and uh, I've never said salesperson, but I've said entrepreneur, which is code for salesperson. They'll figure that one out later. Yeah, that's right. That's um, right. <laughs> um, and so um, I was working for a company called Canada Newswire and uh, I was meeting with a couple of my clients who were partners in a PR firm, and they said, um, you know, we really wish we could do what you do. And I said, well, first of all, define what you think it is that I do before I take that as a positive. Yeah. And and they said, well, if you want us to call up the the business editor at a daily paper and pitch one of our clients, do that all day long. But if you want us to cold call a CEO in town and be like, want some PR? We just don't want to do that at all. So yeah. we'd love to be able to learn how to sell. And I'm like, oh, entrepreneur, ding. So I actually started a, a training company off the side of my desk. And actually my my uh, incorporated company is uh, is sales for, which, which meant sales for everyone. Because I really believe Ooh. that it's, it's about communication. Yeah. Um, and so whether you are in public relations or you're a direct seller or you're an engineer, my wife's a geophysicist, she sells all the time. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I had this company off the side of my desk. It wasn't really going anywhere. And I was in Montreal for uh, meetings uh, because 
Canada Newswire had bought the, a small company that ran the SaaS platform that I was selling. So we had licensed the technology. They bought the company. We were doing merger meetings in Montreal. And my sales manager, who's thanked my first book, uh, we randomly decided to have dinner at the same Portuguese restaurant. And so I walked in and I said, table for one. And they said, go sit at the bar loser or something in French. And uh, I see him and he's waving at me. And so I sit down and and he's worked for uh, IBM and Xerox and a bunch of other companies. And and uh, I, as I'm talking to him, he's like, he stops me and goes, have you ever heard of Sandler? And I'm like, <laughs> no. And he goes, it's really how you think and talk and act. And I said, thanks, I think. And then that <laughs> night I couldn't sleep and I Googled and I found an article by my colleague, Bill Bartlett. And it was like, I walked into a church and God spoke to me. Wow. And, really? Uh, so I, yeah, it was like, I was like, how do I do this? So bottom left corner, it said, contact us. So I filled in the form. And then because I have this background in PR and, and marketing and journalism, I Googled every version of Sandler sucks. Sandler doesn't work. Sandler is terrible. Sandler is like literally every synonym for this is bad. And I found one item on page eight of Google, um, along with a lot of bodies, because, you know, that's a great place to hide a body, as I hear. Um, it, and it was a message board. Someone said, I went to a Sandler workshop three years ago, and the facilitator used a word I didn't like. And it, by the way, it wasn't anything racist or sexist or homophobic. It was just like, they didn't like the turn of phrase. I'm like, well, no one's going to like every turn of phrase. So like, right. so what? Yeah. So um, my wife gave up a trip to Las Vegas over Canadian Thanksgiving in 2010. We went to Baltimore in uh, in November of 2010 for uh, Discovery Day or so you want to be a Sandler trainer. Mm -hmm. uh, signed, signed the papers January 1 of 2011 because I thought wow. it was symbolic. And the day I landed in Baltimore for my initial training was the day that bin Laden was killed. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. All right, man. Yeah. <laughs> There's so the story. Yeah, like this spiritual experience. I love that. That's beautiful. I did. Yeah. I, uh, by the way, this is a side note. It's totally tangential, but uh, Canadian Thanksgiving, when it falls yes. on the calendar, far superior to uh, U.S. Thanksgiving timeline. Yeah. Oh, well, dude. Here's what I mean. Here's what happens. You you work with a lot of people in the states. Um, yeah. Thanksgiving happens in the U.S. And you've got like four weeks before Christmas. So everybody just totally. shuts down. It's like the, the, yeah. the business calendar year is done from yeah. uh, like Tuesday of Thanksgiving week through <laughs> January 1. And it's just done, man. And it's, it's yeah. crazy. And you feel like it's also one of those things too, dude, for like travel. You know, you're like, okay, so we're going to go see uh, my parents. And then we're going to go see my in-laws. Totally. It happens back to back. And so there's no yeah. breather. Uh, yeah. I digress. But I, I, I feel that I way every it. time, man. I'm just like, <laughs> why, why aren't we doing what the Canadians are doing? <laughs> this, is silly. this is such a silly I, I tease the Americans of my master group that we're always winning because we get our May long weekend before y'all. We get our mm -hmm. Thanksgiving before y'all. It's just like, yeah. I'm the Canada, guys. We get it first. Yeah, man. It's um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Okay, so, so you decide... You fall in love with Sandler, yeah. And there, there are there are things that I really love about Sandler. Um, yeah. There are things that I don't love about Sandler. 
too. But uh, yeah, and so I'm curious, and I, this is so niche because it's like, okay, we're talking about a sales training program. Totally. I just I, I'm going to give my perspective on it before you Please. dive into it, Hamish, because I think it may be more related, re- relatable to some of the listeners. Like, I Amen. think about Sandler, and I immediately go, okay, um, wh- where it's really helpful is it gives people a, a, a formula, uh, a way mm-hmm. of thinking about having mm-hmm. a conversation in sales. Mm-hmm. And, and, and most people, when they approach a sales conversation, they have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't, yep. man. I mean, it was it was interesting. I, I was recording a podcast earlier today, and talking to this brilliant, really smart agency owner. Um, he's in uh, in Ukraine, and the way that they're doing their sales conversations, they're having trouble closing more deals. And mm-hmm. um, I asked him to take me through the sales process. And mm-hmm. uh, again, brilliant guy. He closes mm-hmm. at a very high rate because he's got that owner juice. You know, I mean, you know, totally. you know what that is. Yep. And, yep. Um, and so now he's built out a sales team and they're having a hard time. And he's, mm. as he started to go into it, they have a hundred calls a week for nine salespeople, which I think is great. Like, I think that's a very solid number for nine, nine staff members. Mm-hmm. Um, but their, their close rates abysmal. And so as he was talking, I just went, Dude, when does the prospect ever talk to you? You know? And because he was like, yeah, yeah. We, they show up and we start going through a deck. And I'm like, what do you mean you're going yep. through a deck? And he, and, and he started explaining. I was like, yeah, this is the problem with SaaS companies. I see this a lot in SaaS. Mm-hmm. I see it with agencies too. They're like, here's all mm-hmm. about us. And I was mm-hmm. just like, listen, man, I love you. I believe in mm-hmm. you. You're so good at what, I mean, like I could tell from his website and mm-hmm. talk to him. I'm like, God, you're brilliant. And I was like, mm-hmm. dude, you have to realize, and I was like, there's some good info from gong.io that the top sales guys talk 54% of the time, which mm-hmm. means that the prospect is talking the other 46% of the time. <laughs> and it blew his mind. I mean, and, and like, I, I felt bad because I went, mm. crap, man, here's this guy who's doing a really good job providing a beautiful service. He's got all these people on his staff in a really tough mm-hmm. uh war-torn country and Mm -hmm. he just hasn't been given the information he needs to really crush it and so i started giving him we take a consultative approach to selling for all Mm -hmm. the companies and i started giving that to him and he was like this is amazing like this is so Mm -hmm. different from what we're doing i was like yeah it's cool Mm -hmm. um so anyways when i when i think about sandler it's like there's a good formula to it it gives you a cadence and that's Mm -hmm. really cool and they Mm -hmm. also teach you one of the things that I got best was getting the close again. So you get the verbal mm. close and then you go, okay, so, you know, sometimes Hamish, uh, what ends up happening is I have this great conversation with somebody, they say yes. And then in a few days they come back to me, I send them the agreement. They come back to me, they go, Hey, yeah, we're not going to do it. And I'm assuming that you're not that kind of person. Right. And so mm-hmm. like, it's just getting another close cementing mm-hmm. that we're going to be working together. Um, and I love mm-hmm. the submarine analogy and, and that kind mm-hmm. of compartments and stuff like that, which is great. I, I, I really mm-hmm. appreciate that it gives that kind of framework. The thing that I don't love mm-hmm. sometimes <laughs> is that at some points 
it feels like you're not having an authentic conversation with somebody that's a Sandler trained mm -hmm. salesperson. I know because yes. I know the, the sequence when mm -hmm. someone's Sandler trained or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yep. I just, I just go, Hey man, time out. Yeah. Loving the conversation. Really enjoy you. Want to hear more about it. Don't Sandler me. And, mm -hmm. and they laugh. And I go, or so I've had a couple guys get upset. I go, listen, this is not me being, yeah. I'm not mad at you. I, I'm no, no, no. cool. And, and I'm like, yeah. just, just talk to me like a person because yeah. I'm a guy that just wants to be talked to and I don't mm -hmm. want to have a formula. And then it's mm -hmm. really interesting, man. This is, and now this has nothing to do with your training because they're not your guys, no, no. but, um, they but they get, they get tripped up and they don't know what mm -hmm. to do. And they're like, mm -hmm. crap, now what? And I'm like, just, yeah. Yeah. just talk to me, man. Like, mm -hmm. help me understand. And um, so anyways, th that's my that's my layman's description of Sandler, which was absolutely terrible. Love it. But uh, no, it was brilliant. <laughs> oh, that was sweet. Um, but what do you I guess, what do you love about it? And then I'm interested in what you yeah. tweak to, to fit yeah. your personality when you're training people. Hundred percent, and and I love the the, the example you gave uh, about the the agency owner you're talking about because as we say in our training, it'd be kind of like me walking up and going, "Hi, David. Nice to meet you. Let me talk about myself for forty five minutes. Then I'm going to ask you out on a date." Yeah, like That's weird. What? That doesn't work. So, a um, couple of things I love about it is, uh, so I'm obviously a very direct communicator. I've learned how to solve since having children. Um, and, but it's, it's away all the nonsense uh, that usually exists between two human beings. And, and it's about, it's about getting to the truth. And, and I, I, I you know, the truth is, is a very loaded word these days. Um, but really, it's about like, let's, let's just speak plainly to each other. So we, I resonate exactly with what you're talking about. And what we tell our clients is Sandler's a conversational model. And if you walk out of any one of our sessions and you sound like you just went to a sales training class and you've got a shiny new toy to try out, you are doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. It should be completely invisible to the buyer or to the person you're talking to, whether it's your spouse or a buyer or your buddy or a colleague or whatever, it should be completely invisible. Um, now, we also tell our clients because we have clients who meet in our sessions and then they business together. Right. And, they'll, and and they'll say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go have a conversation with David. And I'll say, you don't do it to family. You both know it, right? We're family right. here. You don't do it That's to family. Funny. So he knows what what it, what it is. You know what it is. You sit down and you actually have a conversation instead of following a, 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 the formula because you both know what you're doing. Right. So he's going to speak plain. You're, you're going to speak plain. It'll probably be the easiest sales conversation you ever have. And if it doesn't work out, you'll both leave feeling good about it. Uh -huh. So- so that's what I love is, is it's about having more effective human to human interactions. I actually had a, a client years ago, they're the head of a marketing agency. And uh, this was in the before times when we were actually meeting in person and they came in for a session one time and they said, I said, Hey, how's it going? You know, what's good in your world? And they said, I can talk to my 13 year old son now. And I said, I need way more information. Could you, could you please <laughs> me in on what you're talking about? And they said, well, they're a 13 year old boy. And I said, I was one once I, I recall. And they said, yeah. yeah, they communicate in grunts and monosyllables. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what I did as a 13 year old. And they said, well, using the tools that you have theoretically taught me to grow and scale my business, add better people to my team, prospect qualify, expand my relationships with clients. 
I've learned that my son has all these hopes and fears and dreams that I never knew about. And all I want to do is take away their fears and help them get to realize all their dreams. Mm -hmm. And I said, so this is a good thing. And they're like, I never thought I would get that from a quote unquote sales training program. Yeah. Oh, so I love that. That's what I love. That's what I love. It's the human to human stuff, right? It's about more effective human to human interactions. What, what I tell my clients and what I adapt in the training is, um, it's about hitting mountaintops. So Sandler, what I tell my, my, my prospects is, um, three outcomes. Outcome one is a common language for sales across the organization. Like you talked about. Um, and then the ultimate uh, outcome is a, a business they could sell for their number, not the number they're told to take and get a check on closing instead of getting an earnout. And so it's about mountaintops. So the way that you're going to hit a mountaintop and the way that I'm going to hit a mountaintop are very different because we communicate differently. Sure. But it's how do you hit that mountaintop? And so when when I'm in a session, um, one, what I'll share with my clients is if I tell you to say this or do this and your gut reaction is, oh, that's never going to come out of my mouth. That makes me feel gross inside. Yeah. It's my job as a facilitator, because I believe I'm a facilitator, my clients are the heroes, not me. That's right. Is to give you something that is going to actually work in your world. And where I find uh, trainers of all types, because uh, I I did all the sales training, but I didn't know about Sandler, but I'd done lots of sales training, is they show up as sage on the stage, largely gray-haired white males, but sage on the stage. And they're like, look at how awesome I am. I don't, I want to be invisible. I I frankly don't believe I'm the smartest person in the room when I'm training my clients. Uh, They come up with things that I couldn't come up with in a million years. And Mm. the learning comes from their lived experiences. Um, And it's beautiful to see a client who maybe have been resistant. Like when when I, when I say, Hey, we're going to talk about like how to work with procurement. And they're like, I will never talk to procurement. I'm like, okay, totally cool. Can we set that aside for a second and maybe hear something that works? And by the end of the session, they're like, the scales have fallen off my eyes and I can see. Mm. It's like, well, I didn't beat you there. You came <laughs> to that conclusion yourself. Right. And that's what I like. Right. So I don't know if I directly answered your question, but that's that's a bit of a summary of what I love and, and what I like to change. The biggest thing being, I believe our clients are the smartest people in the room and they've got great experience that if we can facilitate it and let it come out, the whole group gets better and we elevate ourselves. I love it, man. I love it. Um, so, so that's so fascinating to me because the, um, we, we talk about creating a sales roadmap instead of a sales script. Yes. And, Amen. And I tell people all the time, I'm like, look, um, you may have a prospect. You're, you're in a meeting and they want to take mm-hmm. the scenic route to get to the yeah. destination. Cool, man. Mm-hmm. Take the scenic route all you want. But it's, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. One of the things that I tell people all the time, Hamish, I'm like, look, lean into who you are. But mm-hmm. that means you have to understand who you are. Totally. And that, I don't, I'm, I'm curious. But like, I've found that that's kind of the thing that's, that really is the sticking point for a lot of the salespeople that uh, work for me is they're like, Mm-hmm. that self of realization of mm-hmm. who they are and how they're presenting, you know? So like for me, I know that I, I mean, I did this today. I had to, uh, my, my sales team was booked and mm-hmm. 
they uh, we have people on vacation, we have people that are going to dentist appointments, whatever. So I got this mm-hmm. sales call today. I haven't taken a sales call in a minute. It's been a while. <laughs> I showed up like this. You know, I'm wearing a, a long sleeve t-shirt and I'm talking with this woman. But the thing that I know that I do is I immediately connect with the person on the other side of the line. That's mm-hmm. that's the thing. And I really, there are some people that you connect with more than others. And this woman I just mm-hmm. really connected with. And I was like, oh, cool. we're going to be friends. And so one of my favorite things to say, and I mean it in this particular circumstance, and, and I, I've meant it in other times. I'm like, look, if we don't work together, I don't care as long as we can be friends. And she was just like, yeah. And that connection, mm-hmm. that's what I love about doing sales for me is that mm-hmm. I'm like, I love that that real genuine spark of I'm a real person, you're a real person, we're really mm-hmm. engaging. And we talked about all sorts of other things that weren't that had nothing to do with the product mm-hmm. that I was selling or that the the mm-hmm. business that she was running. It was just her personality. And I just told her, I was like, look, I just love your energy. I love your passion. I love your drive. Yeah. I love what you're about. I love the things you're talking about, why you do what you yeah. do. And that's fun. (laughs) But I, and I think that she's going to say yes, just because we had a great connection. And I know that that's my, Mm -hmm. and then there are other people like uh, my head of sales for one of the companies, his, he is self-aware and he knows that his thing is, he's really about like, he wants to have a, um, a sales roadmap that also has Mm -hmm. specific points that he wants to hit. Uh, almost mm-hmm. as if he's given a talk and he's okay hitting mm-hmm. them later or sooner or whatever. But he's mm-hmm. like, I want a process that I can follow, repeat and rinse mm-hmm. and do it exactly the same. Cause that's his personality. Mm-hmm. And I love that, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm i uh, I'm a huge fan of process because process is scalable, right? Like, uh, right. you know, the, the founder led sales or owner led sales, not necessarily scalable, but you know what? Some people don't want to scale. Some people just right. want to, you know, do what they do. And so that's the other thing that I know I learned early on is, um, cause I'm very passionate about what I do. I mean, I love genuinely, genuinely love learning about people, supporting my clients, et cetera, et cetera. But I know early on, cause when you, when you first start your, your business and I, I wonder if this is the case for you, you got the fire, right? You're just passionate about what you do. And I, I know I scared a bunch of people away because I'm like, oh, double sales, triple sales. And I could just see in their eyes like, I just I just want to have a lifestyle business. I just I just want to I just want to be able to sell a little bit better. And so I've I've adapted my language over time. And I'm saying you I work with companies who are here and they want to get to here and they're going to get most of that way because they're awesome. But they're humble enough to say, I bet I could be more awesome with someone else supporting me. And maybe I'm that guy. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. But it's again, it's that human to human stuff, Dave. That that's the the real key. And and sellers make the mistake where they're like, well, I am a salesperson and Dave is my prospect, and therefore I must do this. And it's like, no, no, Dave's a human being and you're a human being. Have a human to human conversation. If it's not a good fit, no now doesn't mean no forever. And if you think it might be a good fit, Unless you happen to be in a one-call closed business, you're probably going to talk again. So as long as you get that next conversation in your calendars before you wrap up, so it doesn't happen like, oh, I talked to Dave six months ago and he said he was interested, but I don't know what happened to him. As long as you keep the ball moving forward, following the buyer, create buyer safety, then you are going to be in a really good place. 
but too many sellers do themselves a disservice because they're not self-aware to your point, and they think they have to play this role of expert seller, which is complete nonsense. Yeah, why Why is that? <laughs> why do we think that we have to play the role of expert seller when, in reality, it's not the case? But where, where do we get that idea? Uh, usually from the people who've come before us, that that's okay. the issue is, is like, there is no university of sales. There's no bachelor of sales degree there. Right. There's so there we're really learning from the people who come before us, or maybe we've read a book or we watch a YouTube video or whatever, but typically we're creatures of our comfort zone. So initially we're a little bit nervous and we go out and we're just like, Hey, Dave, I, I don't know anything about uh, your agency. Tell me more about that. And then, so you're like, oh, well, tell, 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 tell. And then eventually I think I get smart. And that's when we get dangerous because then I go in and I go, hey, Dave, I've been working with agencies for many, many years. And you, an agency like yours probably needs this and this and this and this. And there's like some version of up yours, but usually it doesn't go over very well. Yeah. And then the really, the, the sellers who actually get into that top, tier they take all of that knowledge that they've gathered and they start turning it into really specific really focused questions and what i have found is when i can get a buyer to say that's a really great question or i've never thought of it that way until you asked me that's when my credibility goes way up yeah we want to buy things from people we know like and trust amen you know and it's amen. like i you're you're the the like part it's like well 20 percent of people that i talk to aren't gonna like me not because i did anything wrong we're just not no. gonna be uh simpatico when it comes totally. to personalities okay fine mm -hmm. um so i can do the know and trust pretty quickly so mm -hmm. how can i share something fun interesting you know part of my um sales approach mm -hmm. is to have is to be in an interesting spot, you know, and mm -hmm. people go, whoa, where are you? You know, where, where are you calling from? Yeah. Oh, that's really beautiful. Um, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. And that's, that works. Um, mm -hmm. Because then I get to share, oh yeah, this is where I'm at. This is what I do. This mm -hmm. is what I'm talking to you today. Da, da, da. Um, and then the trust piece to your point, it's like, yeah, well, let me just help you. I love to give mm -hmm. free advice on a on a sales call. Like it's one of my favorite mm -hmm. things. I'm like, Hey, if, if we work together or not, here's, here's just the thought. Mm -hmm. And they go, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. And that encourages them to actually engage in a, again, conversation, right? Conversation. Yep. The number you put out about 50% of the time, like I aim for 50, 50. I think if I can be speaking 50% and my yep. buyers speak at 50%, that's like having a conversation. And, and something else that I share with my clients is think about when you go out to, to, to the, to, with your buddies, right? Bar, coffee shop, hanging out at your house, whatever. Sure. You, you don't say, you know, you don't go through a list of questions. You don't go through a, a bunch of cheesy lines. You let the conversation flow and eddy and circle back. Yeah. And, and then it, eventually it gets to a point. And if, even if you're having a tough conversation, cause your buddy's going through something personally or something professionally it's not a therapist session you're their buddy and there's a key thing i want to share though is uh i believe that rapport is better than relationships for selling mm -hmm. i believe rapport beats relationships every time because the root of the word rapport is the word 
trust and people don't trust salespeople, as we've talked about a few times. Yep. And relationships are really critical. But relationships don't happen in an instant or in one job or even in potentially one year. And I believe that when a buyer gives us business, whether it's the first time or the 50th time, what they are saying in code words is, I trust you to solve my problem for me. Yep. And so as much as I'm using an analogy about talking to a friend, it's still we're in sales and the buyer knows that we're a salesperson. And, and so if we ever cross that line and start going into like, well, hey, buddy, I'll give you a discount because it's you, that relationship usually ends badly from the salespeople I've talked to before yeah, because they don't keep that in line. So we want to keep maintaining rapport instead of trust, but have a conversation like you've shared already, Dave. Don't follow a script. I believe checklists are better than scripts, but... I, I, I don't want to hear cheesy lines. I don't want to be like, so Dave, if I could show you a way or any of that nonsense, right. I, I I just want to have a human human interaction. Yeah. 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 Ooh. So uh, shifting gears, you have yeah. uh, two daughters. Um, two daughters. Married? Married. Uh, what is our... 21st anniversary. Hey, well done, brother. Well done. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. uh my wife we're going to celebrate 15 this year. So, I know Congratulations, man. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a it's a it's a rare club now. If you make it uh <laughs> if you make mm-hmm. it a decade, then you're in a, a unique club. If you make it two, it's like, dang, you you guys are crushing it. So, um yeah. You you're running the Sandler business. And you're being mm-hmm. dad, and you're being husband. Mm-hmm. Tell mm-hmm. me a little bit about uh, how you find balance in doing all the things that you do, yeah, uh, but still spending time with the, the three ladies in your life that are very yeah. significant and important to you. Absolutely. I, I heard an organizational psychologist talk once about, um, he, they were talking about millennials specifically, but um, I like this phrase as he said, Millennials are looking for work-life integration, not work-life balance. That's right. And and I love that phrase because um, I I have this uh, talk track around the gift of time. So you and I have had this experience where you've got a call scheduled with a prospect at 2 o'clock and at 155 declined. Sorry, Dave, something came up, man. Um, And you now have this window that was booked that is no longer booked. And... um, I consider that a gift because now I can, I can re I can shift and be like, Hey, you know what? I haven't done, I haven't done yoga today or I haven't meditated today or I haven't practiced the language I'm learning today. I'm going to take this gift of time and I'm going to go do that. Or I'm going to take the gift of time and I'm going to make a couple of prospecting calls. Cause I've got some prospecting calls I need to do before the, before the end of the day. So um, I'm very committed. I'm up at, I'm up early. I'm out of my, my, I take my wife to work and pick her up every day. Uh, so we get this nice quiet time, uh, just the two of us every morning and every evening, which is really, really lovely. Um, and I'm very committed to my family. Cause I, I believe that you don't get those moments back, right? That zero to 18 or a little bit after that, mm-hmm. you don't get them back. So I, I don't, my clients know, don't call me after four o'clock. Cause I pick up my wife at four. So don't call me after 4 PM. 
And yeah, you know what? If you send me a text message, maybe I'm going to answer it after I've after my daughters are in bed very quickly, but probably not going to answer it until tomorrow morning. Um, and uh, I also um, take every Saturday, I turn everything off. No phone, no, no, uh, no internet, no, no business media, social media. Um, and I'm just very intentional. Actually, one of my clients last week said, I love speaking to you because you live your life intentionally. And and it's really inspiring to, to that. And so um I don't do a lot of networking events in the evening. There is the occasional one if I get, you know, three to six weeks notice, I'll be like, okay, I can set it up. So I do this because my daughters are used to me and my wife being at the dinner table and being there when they go to bed. And to me, that is the most critical thing. And on the weekends, we're there when they wake up. And I feel that's really, really, really critical. And yeah. Has my golf game suffered? Probably. Um, do yeah. I maybe not see uh, as many of my friends as I want on a regular basis because they're not available for breakfast and I'm not available for after work beers? Yeah, but I really believe that I'm setting up a great long-term relationship with my two daughters um, and, of course, with a long-term relationship with my wife. And to me, that that's really, really, really critical. Beautiful. I love that. I, Thank you. you know, I... I um... I love so much. I loved everything about what you just said, <laughs> but just some things that I want to pluck <laughs> out, man. Like uh, the bit about the client saying, I love that you live your life so intentionally. That's mm-hmm. so rare. That's so unique yeah. to have a client mm-hmm. say that to you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that's beautiful. Like that's, that's really, really beautiful. Um, when you go about setting your life that way mm-hmm. and you're having to keep and hold those boundaries, mm-hmm. have you ever like fired a client cause they just didn't get it? No. Cause I didn't ever pay them on to begin with. There you go. Cause I'm very, I'm very like, I'm obviously a very direct communicator. I'm very upfront. Like, hey, Dave, <laughs> looking forward to working with you. May I yeah. share what the boundaries are? I take two Fridays off every month, turn everything off. When I'm on holiday, I legitimately on a holiday, I turn everything off. My team holds me accountable. And I'm not literally lay, laying this out at the first five minutes that we're meeting. But as we are exploring working together, I'm going to get a sense of like, do you think I'm at your beck and call? Because right. I don't do exclusivity. Um, right. and, and I have lots of clients and someone who is like, I expect you to answer my texts in 15 minutes and this and that. I also don't really attract those type of people, which is sure. really nice. So I don't have to have that conversation very often, but, um, I, I actually have clients who, uh, actually have one client this year who started their business. I want to say somewhere around 15 years ago, they're taking their first fully disconnected holiday Right now, we're spending five weeks in Europe, phones totally off, everything's in the hands of their team. And it was something that they, they said, I learned from, from working with me. And, uh, and wow. I've actually sent them a couple of emails, just like updating some meetings that occurred when they were on their holidays. I've got zero response and I'm so happy about it. Isn't that, be- that's what a gift, man. What a gift. Yeah. What a gift. Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. All right. Hamish. Uh, so you, you love to support people. You, you've got all these beautiful boundaries mm-hmm. so you can spend time with the people that you love most. 
when you mm-hmm. think about humanity as a whole and we're doing this crazy thing called life on a, a blue spinning yeah. rock in the middle of nothingness what is what mm-hmm. are we up to as humanity here man what do you believe about uh, you know the reason for existing uh just kind of yeah. give me your thoughts around what we're up to and why we're here yeah, I, 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 I believe that human, humans are horribly, are wonderfully inspiring and horribly disappointing, usually at the same time. Um, and, and I say that with all the love I have in the heart. I, I tell our, our clients regularly, especially the leaders that we work with, I, fe- I believe everyone's a wonderful human being. They may be a bad fit for the role that they're in. So you, you have you a team member, they're a wonderful human being, but they're not really good as a project manager. Right. It doesn't mean that they're worth anything less as a human being. Um, and so what I really believe is we are becoming very uh, tribal, for lack of a better term. And I know tribal is a very charged word, but really we're starting to really split. Um, and we're starting to draw very hard boundaries. And we're starting to not listen and we're just saying, well, you you use this word, or you wear this type of clothing, or you wear your hair like this, or you have this background, or whatever it might be. Ergo, I'm going to completely shut my ears off when you open your mouth. Yeah. And and the other part of it is, we do a lot of text based communication, and text is a horrible way to communicate nuance. It's a horrible way to communicate subtlety. Um, I once told a client, uh, you can increase your communications effectiveness 93% simply by going voice to voice, much less face to face. Um, and so I, I, it would be wonderful if we, um, if we took a pause on what was the person in front of our face and actually opened up our ears and started actually hearing what was coming out of what was coming out of their mouth and then asking a question to clarify instead of making up a story right away and spinning back a response that's got a barbed edge on it. <laughs> oh, I love it. I absolutely love it, man. Um, hey, it's been such a delight, brother. And I just I, I, I know that you and I hit it off on your podcast. Yeah. Kind of like uh, we're fans of each other. And so this is an easy, yes. easy win. Um, I would love it, man, if, if people want to engage with you, your content, what you're up to with Sandler, yeah. what's a good way Absolutely. for them to, to engage with you? So there are not many Hamish Knoxes, uh, especially in North America. <laughs> so I'm actually the only one on Amazon right now. I just checked it a few months ago. Wow. I'm only the only Hamish Knox on Amazon. So I'm easy to find on LinkedIn. Uh, if you want to look, uh, check out the Sandler stuff, uh, Hamish dot sandler.com slash how to sandler and that's t-o not the number two so hamish.sandler.com slash how to sandler give you a bunch of uh, details on why you might want to talk to us some results of uh some some of the work with our clients and then you can click and book a 15 minute call with me right from that page i love it man well hamish thank you so much again for being on the the uh, podcast brother and um yeah. excited to, to stay in touch and, and keep chatting Yeah, me as well, Dave. This was a lovely visit and uh, looking forward to connecting with you offline again. 